gentleman I'm here today to talk about Elisha. Now, I'm going to be talking about the difference between Elisha and Elijah. I'm going to do my best to separate between the two. Do you guys know these guys? Elijah. Who was Elijah? He was first. He was first. He was first. And who was he a prophet to? Thank you. There you go, right there. star. Which means Elisha, who was his successor, was also a prophet to Israel. Technology. 80 grand. So, Elisha. Who was Elisha? Elisha. His name means God is salvation. How would you like to have a name like that? That, that just sounds like an awesome name. God is salvation. It's just so true. He is our salvation. Uh, he can be found in 1st and 2nd Kings. 1st Kings is where he's kind of like picked up. 2nd Kings is where a lot of his miracles happen. Um, like we said before, he is a prophet to Israel. It's really difficult to nail down the years that he was a prophet because it literally merged from Elijah to Elisha. But of all the research I did, I went through a lot trying to find out. I found an approximate 850 to 800 BC. So he was a prophet to Israel and the kings of Israel for 50 years. Years. He must have had a good retirement program. <laughs> 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 so then he followed on and he went to the reigns of Joram, Jehu, Jehoahaz, and Jehoash. Or Joash. You need to have the whole language in your Hebrew just to get some of your names together. I've actually heard preachers come up with like this struggle through as you try to read them. So, those are the four kings that he actually uh, prophesied to. As we said before, he is successor to Elijah. And then his occupation was obviously prophet and miracle worker. But we're here today to talk about loyalty. What would we as a society know really about loyalty? We live, you know, we live. Let's just take, for example, sports teams. Now, in Philadelphia, I know we're kind of special. We are very dedicated and loyal to the to the Eagles, to the Philadelphia Phillies, the Flyers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We are loyal. But my goodness, I listen to WIP. It is flip flop. No loyalty, whatever. We like players. You can, we can, you know, we can talk about this, but overall, we can say for sports in general, loyalty is really not a thing that we know. And then we look at social media. In social media, people have no loyalty whatsoever. You read all the comments and stuff like that. You look at politics. One time, someone's following this this version going down this road, and the next time you see their advertisement. They're following something else. No loyalty. This country, as a whole, really has a problem of what loyalty means. Okay, two questions. Well, my question now. Have you ever heard the phrase, no good deed goes unpunished? Yeah. And what does that tell you? What does that tell you about loyalty? No good deed goes unpunished. Or how about this one? This one's my personal favorite, just for a fact I have a connection to it. 
Tell me what this acronym is. You got me here all going. Never again volunteer yourself. Navy, never again volunteer yourself. These are things that are pervasive in our society. And when you have phrases like this, we just don't know what loyalty means. So we need to go. We need to have people come to the Bible. We've been going over this for the last couple weeks of characters in the Bible who truly know what it means to be loyal. And we'll go over a little bit later what the definition of loyalty means, but we're going to show here how Elisha, at least starting out, well, I'm going to say at least starting out because Elijah was taken away from him, how loyal Elisha was to his mentor, Elijah. So let's take a look. Elisha was called by Elijah. Elijah had a vision of how the things were going to lay out, how he was called to uh, support these kings and depose and to stand against these kings. But one of the things that God told him was, you are going to find Elisha, and he's going to continue your ministry. So Elijah went over and found and uh, found Elisha plowing his father's fields. Now, it is a, it is believed uh, by good by good uh, example. It is believed that Elisha's father was very rich. How do we know that? Because when he found when Elijah found Elisha, he was plowing the field with twelve oxen. That's a lot for plowing the field. Well, so, Elijah came up to Elisha, threw his cloak over him, and said, you are going to be my successor. Elisha then said, hey, let me go give my, you know, kiss my parents and tell them goodbye. And so he did, and I'm not sure he must have gotten permission, because when he came back, those 12 oxen plowing fields, he sacrificed them. He broke the clouds, turned them into kingly, killed the wolves, roasted, boiled them, he boiled them, gave the meat to the people in which he ate. So basically, we had a huge party. Now, in our culture today, we may be wondering, boy, that's kind of weird, isn't it? But this was actually a celebration because Elisha was called to be a prophet of God. That was a huge honor. And so, once again, Elisha broke the plows, sacrificed the bulls, had a party, and then we went and followed Elisha. Elisha. Thank you. Elisha. So, he followed him, he followed Elisha, and assisted him. The Bible says it assisted him. But the words used when he said he assisted him, made it sound like he followed him like a son. This just, this just wasn't yes sir, I'm here, I'll follow him, what do you need to do for me? This was a boy following a loved father. He, want, he, he wanted to serve him. So, let's go over a little bit of story because this is the part where Elisha shows his loyalty. Okay? So we're going to go to 2 Kings, 
And we're going to look at uh, chapter 2, verses 4 to 14. Okay, I'm going to start off just reading chapter uh, verse, verse 4. Elisha said to him, Elisha, please stay here for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he, Elisha, said, as the Lord bids and as you yourself know, I do not believe you. So they came to Jericho. So this started out in Gilgal, okay, and they went to Bethel, and it was in Bethel that this phrase was said. Okay. The first time we said this was in Gilgal. They then went to Bethel. Again, Elijah said, stay here in Bethel. Now, okay, let's move on to Jericho. The prophet, the, and here's the issue. The prophets of Bethel came out to Elisha and said, uh, hey, uh, uh, Elisha, you do realize that the Lord is going to take Elijah, your master. And he said, yeah, I know, I know. So we went from Jericho, and then we're moving to verse 6. And then when they got to Jericho, they said, once again, so this will be the third time, Elijah said, please stay here for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And Elijah said, please, you know, as the Lord lives, as the Lord lives. As you're talking dedication. As the Lord lives, you yourself and as you yourself lives, I will not leave you. This is loyalty. He's not doing it out of disrespect. He's doing this out of love. And even here, when they got to the Jordan, the, the prophets in that area came out and said, Hey, the Lord's going to take you master. Yes. I know. That's why I am with you. <laughs> you think at this point Elijah's like putting two to get two and two together. I think uh yeah, this this is actually going to happen. Because it could be a part of fear. But the whole thing is that Elisha wanted to stay with Elijah. So when they got to the Jordan, Elijah took his coat, woke it up, smacked the Jordan River, and parted. So had to speak. And it parted, and they walked across on dry land. And so when they got to the other side, Elijah asked Elisha, verse 9, when they crossed, he asked, Ask what I shall do for you before I have taken away from you. And Elisha said, Please, let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. Now some of us may look at that and say, Well, that sounds kind of... Uh, that sounds kind of, what's the word, greedy? You know, what's going on here? Why is he asking for a double portion? Do you guys realize what he's saying when he says he wants a double portion? What he's saying is here is, I want to be treated like a first son. A loved son. One who will follow in your footsteps. That's basically what he's saying here. I want to be your beloved son who follows along in your path. Because that's what the Hebrew culture was at that time. The son would take up the role of the father and continue it on. In this case, Elisha was to take, along, take up when Elijah has started. Now, how's that for loyalty? So moving on, verse 10, Elijah responds and says, you have asked me a hard 
If you see me as I'm being taken away from you, it shall be so for you. But if you do not see me, it won't. Straightforward. If you see who have them taken away, you're good. If not, so verse 11 comes around. I don't have it up here, but verse 11 comes around. The chariots cut a fire, and the horses of fire come down, separate the two. And then Elijah is taken up in a whirlwind. And Elijah cries out, My father, my father. I'm going to say that again. My father, my father. He has been taken away. He has been the chariots of Israel and Jerusalem. He saw how Elijah was taken away. So first off, my father, my father. That tells you how much he loved Elijah. And then two, he saw it. So now he knew that he would get that number portion. And then, how was this proven? In verse, what? In verse 14, Elisha went back to the Jordan. Well, he had picked up the cloak that Elijah dropped, picked it up, went back to the Jordan, rolled it up, smacked the Jordan, and once again, the river parted. And as he said this, he said in verse 14, where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he struck the water, the waters was parted from one side and the other. God awarded Elisha for his loyalty and for his strong faith by allowing him to perform more recorded miracles than any other prophet in the Old Testament. That's what we're going for in this thing in this talk because God rewards those who remain loyal to him. Elisha loved Elijah and wanted to follow along in his steps and because of his faithfulness, because he was faithful, because he was loyal, God allowed him to do so. And he went on and he did a lot of miracles next day. Next slide, please. Elijah showed his will to God in several miracles, some of whom I have listed here. The purification of a vital spring and area. It was poisonous. And he came up and, and uh, through God's power. I'm going to continue to say, through God's power. These miracles that are performed are not performed by the prophets themselves. They are performed by the prophets through God. So it's not the man doing it, it's God. You can get that straight. So, God through Elisha purified this vital spring. He, broke, uh, he gave provision to an old widow on her son by uh, making oil. You just come out of this one jar, just kept pouring, 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 pouring. And they took the oil and was able to sell it and get provision that way. The raising of a Shunite's only son, a son had died. And, you know, she was already a widow. And then some guy, she basically was completely destitute. And he just said, I'll to raise the son. And also the healing of Naaman, the leprosy. You guys know who Naaman was? Anybody? It wasn't a king. No, Naaman was the commander of the Syrian army. You know, you know what I said? What is it? Um, uh, Christian. Uh, seven times now, seven. 
but they got their name from this creek because Naaman had to go down to the Jordan River seven times. Why didn't he do it one? Because he wanted to show them that he had to be loyal to God. So he had to go down seven times. And when he made the seventh time, he came out free of life. But there's one miracle that I do want to focus on. And once again, this is showing how loyalty to God pays off. Next slide. The three kings. Now these are not the three kings who come looking for Jesus. This is, something, this is, this is Old Testament, so I don't want you guys to get confused. <laughs> but this is about ten years after Elijah was taken away. Okay, so it's found in 2 Kings, chapter 3, it's verses 1 to 27. But because it's so long, I'm going to try to summarize it for you. I'm already over my time. Um, in the 18th year, Jehoshaphat reigned over Judah, and Jehoram became king of Israel. Misha, king of Moab, rebelled against Israel, and then Jehoram, who was the king of Israel, Got Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and the king of Edom to go to war against Moab. What's going on here? Okay. Jehoram, the king of Israel, is the son of Ahab and Jezebel. Do those names ring a bell? How bad was Ahab and Jezebel? Thank you. Jehoram was their son, and according to the Bible, it wasn't as bad, but he still did things up right in his own eyes. Okay? Mesha was the king of Moab. Moab, ever since they were with Ahab, had to give a heavy tax to Israel because Israel basically conquered Moab. Well, Ahab died. Mesha said, hmm, you know what? In the confusion of everything going on, I think now's a good time to rebel. I don't want to pay this tax anymore. It's time to rebel. So Jehoram, Jehoram went to Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom and said, Hey guys, Misha's uh, uh, rebellion against me. Can you guys help me out? And they said, Sure, we'll help you out. So the three kings, Jehoram, Jehoshaphat, and the king of Edom, banded together, and they went around the Jordan, uh, uh, Jordan, around the south, and as they were coming up, they got lost. They got lost, they ran out of water, everything was looking bleak and hopeless, the whole entire army, this whole thing was going to fail. However, Jehoshaphat, being a godly man, went up and said, hey guys, Let's see. Next we go, uh, verses 11 and 12. Is there no prophet of the Lord here through whom we can inquire of the Lord? So one of the servants of Jehoram, the king of Israel, said, We got a guy over here, Elisha, the son of Shephan, is here, who poured water on the hands of Elijah. Or in other words, who was the servant, who was the disciple of Elisha. Elijah, sorry, even I didn't know that. 
was the first clue of Elisha's loyalty to God. His reputation has spread even in wicked Israel. I want to let that sink in. If you are loyal to God, even in a wicked place, people will know it. And because of that, when this army was looking for somebody who would follow God, a servant of Israel said, hey, we got Elisha. How many people in our, in our room? How many people here in work? A secular work environment. And yet people say, he's a man of God. You want to look at you? I may not believe that he's a man of God. I may not believe in that malarkey, but he believes God. And they'll come to you. Your reputation will continue. So these three kings went to Elisha to ask for help. Elisha turned around to Jehoram and said, what the heck are you doing here? Don't let us your own gods, your fathers, your mother and father's gods. Don't, don't talk to me. But Jehoshaphat said, we need your help. And Elisha turned around and said, the only reason I'm talking to you right now is because of my respect for Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah who follows God. So once again, because Jehoshaphat was loyal to God, Elisha knew it and said, I'm going to be here. And I'm talking to you guys right now. God is going to help you guys right now because Jehoshaphat honors God. This is how loyalty is defined in the Bible. This is how it is, that if you remain loyal to God, it will be known. So what happens is, I'm just going to summarize, what happens is that God provides word to the army of Israel and Judah and um, Edom. He provides word. And then the word, for some reason, looks like blood. So the Moabites, thinking, hey, these people all slaughtered themselves, came walked in and said, hey, what's going on here? Like, you didn't get picked up? And the army of Israel came out and won the war. Because God provided to those who were loyal to him. Loyalty itself is not the word. You know, it's all very used, very, very sparsely in the Bible, the word loyalty. So technically it's not defined in the Bible. But for the past couple of weeks, we've been going over what loyalty means. Loyalty, one who endures, one who perseveres and overcomes in the face of trial. One who loves because of his because of his conviction. So what I'm going to give you are four verses that define loyalty in the Bible. The first one is Hebrews 10, 36. And this is how God pays off who benefits those who are loyal to him. Hebrews 10, 36. For you have need of endurance. Loyalty. So that when you have done the will of God, you may receive 
what is promised. Next one is James 1.12. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast, who remains loyal, under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. The next one is Revelation 3.5. This one, this one, this one, this one's a powerful one. The one who overcomes or remains loyal will be clothed in white garments, and I will never blot out his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. The next one, this is the one that we all should be memorizing. This one we should have in our back pocket. This one we should have on Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, who are loyal to God, to them who are called according to his purpose. These are just four promises. I found dozens of verses like these showing how God will bless those who are loyal to Him. So, guys, I have some questions for you. Do you love God? Come on, be honest. Do you love God? Yes. Do you have faith in His promises? Will you endure? Persevere? Will you overcome in the face of trial based on your faith in his promises and your love for God? Yes. Come on, guys. This is a challenge. Will you endure? If so, then you will see, not only in this life, but also in the life to come, how your loyalty to God pays off. Let's pray. Dear Father, I just thank you so much for this time. I thank you, Lord God, for your blessing of the Holy Spirit. Lord God, I pray for each man in this room. And Lord God, I pray that our hearts are open to your teaching. We pray, Lord God, that, you are, that we show loyalty to you, Lord God. We are not loyal enough. We don't love you enough. We don't follow you close enough, Lord God, because of who we are because of our sin nature. But Lord God, thanks, thanks to your grace, thanks to your mercy, we can stumble, we can trip, but Lord God, we can remain loyal and faithful to you because of the blessing of the Holy Spirit. Lord God, I pray for each man here for their faith to remain steadfast, that each one can, can endure and overcome in the face of trial and tribulation because of their faith in your promise and their love in you. Lord God, I just lift all these up to you, and I pray for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.